Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and change your life as you listen to this message by Bishop Eddie Fabin. Bishop Eddie Fabin serves as a senior pastor at the Kodesh of the Kodesh Family Church, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, founded by Bishop Daguerre Mills. Eddie Fabin is an inspiring teacher and preacher of the Word of God, a renowned marriage counselor, and an anointed prophet God uses to bless multitudes at the weekly prophetic turning point service at the Kodesh. Now, may the Spirit of God touch you as you listen to Bishop Eddie Fabian. Every praise is to our God. Amen. And that is why we can't live without him. Powerful song there. Put your hands together for the choir. They sang beautifully. God bless you. Amen. How many were at the Lablam yesterday? Lablam conference. Wow. Quite a number of you were not there. You missed Mercy. That's all I'll say. You missed. Well, let's take our memory verse for this morning and then we'll be moving on. John chapter 14. So this one is also a popular one. I think you all know. Let's do it together. Ready, go. John chapter 14 verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. John chapter 14, verse 12. Okay. We take it again. All right, go. John chapter 14, verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. John chapter 14, verse 12. Amen. Beautiful. Should we take it one more time? I think so. Okay, let's take it one more time. Go. John chapter 14, verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. John chapter 14, verse 12. Amen. All right. I think we can try. Let's try. Okay. Let's do it together. Ready, go. John chapter 14, verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. John chapter 14, verse 12. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Let us pray. Father, we are so grateful for this beautiful Sunday morning. What a blessing it is to be in your presence. Lord, we ask for your Holy Spirit to guide us, Lord, into all truth. Let your perfect will be done. We worship you. We adore you. Lord, draw us closer unto yourself. Without you, we can do nothing. We need you. May your spirit always guide us to where you are. May we know you better and better each day as we come into your presence. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. And please turn your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 4. You know, we are in the season of loyalty and commitment. And um, for those who have been coming on Tuesdays, we've been teaching you on loyalty. And last Tuesday, we're listening to the laws of loyalty or uh, loyalty of Jesus Christ uh, as Bishop preached to us. And um, we're still talking about commitment also. On Sundays, uh, we are also talking about commitment. And last Sunday, we are blessed to have uh, the presiding bishop in the house to be a blessing to us. Amen. But in the third service, I started talking about the different types of people who come to church. And there are also some people who come to church. There are people, we call them browsers. They just come to browse. And they go. There are people also who are regular visitors. They visit regularly. And then they are also professional visitors. They go from church to church. They are another group of people altogether. But they are regular visitors. They are so regular that you can't even tell that they are not members of the church. But they are so regular. They come all the time. So I pray that if you are one of those people, you're going to become an active member in the church. An active member is one who has joined a group in the church and is working and um, is even paying tithe. Then we can see that now you are really, really in the church. In fact, a committed person is one who is now gone beyond just being a member of a ministry in the church, but is also now paying tithe. Then we know that now you are committed to the church because Jesus said that where your treasure is, that is where your heart will be also. Amen. So we believe that those are the people we are having in the church. Amen. But this morning, I want us to read Acts chapter 4, verse 18. It says that, and they called them and commanded them not to speak at all. Today, the sound is very nice. God bless you guys. Please put your hands together for the it's so sweet. And they commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorify God for that which was done. For the man was above 40 years old of whom this miracle of healing was showed. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Amen. Today, I just want to preach on why you must join and be committed to a ministry. Why you must join and be committed to a ministry. Hallelujah. Now, I was saying that if you're committed, it means that you have gone beyond just uh, joining, but you are even actively involved. And then also, you are paying your tithe. You know, but you find right here that Bible is talking about Peter and Co. When you read from the beginning of the chapter, 
they were arrested for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they were so strong about it. They were fully persuaded. Now you'll find out that the, the first lesson on loyalty is to be fully persuaded about what you believe in. Hallelujah. And that is the key to being a lawyer or a committed person. So we see as these people were preaching, they were fully committed and persuaded about what they believed in. In chapter 3, they had prayed for somebody who was lame from birth. And the Bible says that this man was healed instantly. He got up and he started walking and he was leaping and running. And the people were amazed. I mean, all these things, many people now followed them. In fact, their fame went abroad everywhere. They were causing a great stir in the city. So the high priests and all the people were not happy about it. So they started, I mean, so many things. They arrested them and they threatened them. Say, you people, don't preach about this thing again. And they threatened them. It was not easy for them. But you see, these people were fully persuaded about what they believed in. Hallelujah. So they were not prepared to back down. They lashed them. They did everything. They let them go. And the Bible says that when they let them go, they went to their own company. And you can see that it's always good to have your company that you belong to. Because as soon as there's anything outside, there's a company that you can run to where you know that, oh, these people believe what I believe in. These people stand for what I stand for. And so if there are people, I mean, attacking me and all that, they are going to stand with me and, and flow with me. Hallelujah. And that is why we have different groups in the church that you can also belong to a group in the church. We have different groups. There's the choir that just sang. We have the, they sang beautifully, isn't it? Yeah. And then the worship choir, they led us in worship. We have different groups. We have the FCBPI. We have the prayer ministry. We have the Aquaba ladies. You see, there are some nice ladies standing there welcoming you when you come in. And uh, they are different people. The birthday, all these groups are different groups in the church you can be a part of. Hallelujah. So that you can have your company you belong to. What do you think about that? Yeah. Find people belonging to all sorts of things. Belong to old school, uh, whatever, association. You belong to old boys, this, Kweu people. <laughs> in prayer, so old girls, whatever, you know, or political parties and different neighborhood watchdog committee. Eee. Every second and fourth Sunday of every month, you have a meeting. So you can't be in church. You are so committed to it. Hey, and there's the group that you are running to when you have a problem. Your own company. This is your company that you have. Mercy. You know, but what I'm talking about, God wants us to belong to a group of people who fear the Lord. Psalm 119 verse 63, this is what David said. He said, I am a companion of all them that fear thee. And all of them that keep your precepts. Who are your companions? Who are the people you flow with? In fact, when we see the people you flow with, we know who you are. Yeah, is that brother with us? Tell him we just started. Try. Amen. Yeah. You know, because when we are saying that you should join your own companies, oh, okay, we have some gossips in the church. We have some people, Kinky Boys Association, they meet under the shed. Is there a kinky people association? Hey! No, sometimes I see some of the ladies sitting under the shed there. The number of boss in their plate, I might say, boy, are these ladies or men who are eating here? Hey! Ladies, more they can deceive us. So. We look at them as if they can't even kill a fly. 
see the food they are eating. But a companion of people who fear the Lord. These are the people that you work with. That is the group you join. And we have different groups, like I said, in the church. And you must join a group. You must. And I'm going to share with you a few reasons why you must join a group. Are you ready to receive? I think I have, a, I have about 10 reasons. But wherever I get to. Number one, join a group or a ministry so that you will be more humble. <laughs> Amen. Oh, it will be good to write, oh, because I see many of you looking at me. I don't know whether you are trying to keep it in memory. You cannot. Bishops are writing. You people are just messy. Amen. It's one of the most difficult things to do as a Christian, I'm telling you. If anybody tells you, they'll ask for me, humility is not a problem for me. Humbling myself is a liar. Even that one is showing that you are proud. It's true. For people to admit their fault, admit they will argue with you. There's so many things. It's not an easy thing. So I believe that some things help us to be humble. James 4, 6, Bible says that God resists the proud, isn't it? But he gives grace to the humble. So it's better to be humble. Amen. And if there's a way by which I can be humble so that I can be blessed, then I will do it. And, and why is it a humble thing or a humbling thing? Because you will now have to subject yourself to somebody. Even though you may be the boss of your company, even though you may be a big man somewhere, now you have to subject yourself to somebody. Uh, it is not easy for a lot of people. Yes. Even the age, you look at it, oh, but this one, I'm older than this man. How come I'm the one? And sometimes, you, as you go for meeting, you see that the person to the English is not so good. <laughs> it weren't good at the time. So, as he's even talking to you, he's also blowing bombs and other things. Uh, you, you didn't went the other day. You didn't went. Say, hey, and he's speaking it confidently. The other day, I heard a brother talking about something. I said, this guy, he can bow with confidence. I said, yes. <laughs> but you see, these things have all been put in place to help us to be humble. Bible says that submitting yourselves one to another, we must be able to submit ourselves. Come very low and be a part. They will call you for meeting. We have a meeting today. You, you have to stop whatever you're doing and come. So we are doing this. We are going here. If you are not humble, you will not do it. So, who did they think? They think some of us we are not. You know, even the what do you call it? Month of birth groups, and it's not been easy. Or pastors, has it been easy? It's not been easy. Even wearing the t-shirt, it's a problem. It's like some of us. You see. <laughs> But you see, if you can learn to submit to somebody and be able to say that, oh, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This one is somebody the Lord has sent to me. Let me submit myself to this person. You will never see Jesus. Because Jesus will not come in person. He comes in the people he has sent to us. And so when we learn to submit ourselves and join a ministry in the church, we are also humbling ourselves. And the grace that God is talking about will become your portion. May you receive grace in the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. And that's the way we can even notice that, oh, you are somebody we can call for and, and, and make you a pastor in the church. Yeah. Because once you learn to submit to somebody, you are prepared to also learn. And you can learn something and you can impart to other people. Hallelujah. Reason number two. Hey. You know the job that I have. I'm... I'm MD of this and that. And one day, the Bible says that David, he had joined a ministry in the church. He was the king of Israel. 
And he had joined a ministry in nature. In that ministry, I don't know, it's a dancing ministry or something. It's a dancing ministry. Dancers. I mean, they were dancing. Church sweet papa. Oh, sweet papa. Now, as he was dancing, <laughs> his wife was just looking at his ah. This guy, pa. <laughs> king of Israel. He has brought himself low like this. Misbehaving. Hey. The dancing ministry in the church, he says, it's a misbehaving ministry. You know. So later when he came home and the wife was sorting him out, he said, hey, hey. Listen. When the Lord was choosing me, you were not there. When the Lord chose me above your father, you were not there. Allow me to join the ministry. Allow me to be a part of the ministry. Allow me to sing for the Lord. Allow me to dance for the Lord. Because he chose me above everybody else. My brothers, everybody, the Lord chose me. The job that I have, he gave it to me. If it wasn't for the Lord, I would not be working. By now, I'll be dead. Allow me to be a part of this ministry and serve the Lord. Oh, somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Number two, when you are a part of a ministry, you will hear the word of God in a different way than Sunday. You will hear the word of God in a different way than the Sunday service. Amen. Why is this so? Because when you go for such meetings like Basel meeting, you are part of a Basel or you are in a group, whatever you meet, you can always ask questions. If there's something you don't understand, you can raise your hand and say, "Uh, Shepherd, Please, this thing you are talking about, I don't understand. And your question will be answered. Yeah. You will see that you will understand things better. On Sunday, it's such that you can't raise your hand like that and say, uh, please, stop the preaching. I have a question for you. (laughs) Answer my question. No, you cannot. If somebody will just usher you out. I've seen it happen a number of times. Somebody will get up and then, hey, where is he going? They just hold the person. Amen. So, the Sunday service is not for that. But the other meetings, as you meet at the Basel meeting, your group meeting, different uh, choirs meeting and all that, you can always raise your hand and ask a question. And Christianity is all about asking questions. We have come this far by the questions we have, been, we have answered. Over the years. Questions that we have asked. Why do we pay tithe? There's an answer for it. Why do we give two offerings? Has it crossed your mind before? I'm sure you will not raise your hand. But there are answers. One, one, let me give you one answer is that some of you come very late. When we're taking the first offer, you were not here. So we have to take another one so that you get the chance to give your offering. And be blessed also. Yeah. And secondly, the Bible says that in the morning sow your seed. In the evening withhold not your hand. For you don't know which one will work. Whether the morning or the evening one. So maybe the first offering may not work. But the second offering will work for you. Oh, I, I think it's a good place to put your hands again. That's it. That's it. When you read Bishop's book, I have one there, how to be a strong Christian. I think it's on the pulpit, if you can get it for me. He has answered questions. Yeah. When you you look at how you can become a matured Christian, he has answered so many questions. Yeah, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. A lot of people have questions. You see, 30 questions and answers for mature Christians. Yeah, it's there. Why are Christians different from unbelievers? It's a question. And why must you be different? Why do Christians not have close friends, friendships with unbelievers? It's a question. But there's an answer for it. It's right there. Why do Christians have to be friendly to not... Why do Christians have to be friendly to unbelievers? It's a question. Why do Christians not marry unbelievers? Somebody came to tell me, well, but why? He wants to marry a Muslim. And uh, the Muslim too, they also believe something. Why? We are all believers. 
<laughs> Why do Christians not go to beach parties and nightclubs? Why do Christians not commit fornication? Yeah, it's a question because you also feel like, I mean, I don't want to ask, but sometimes people feel like, I mean, oh, how many know what I'm talking about? You sometimes feel like, hey, it's not easy. So you are wondering why you have been put under restriction. You want to blow. You want to feel free. Yeah. There's an answer. It's all there. It's all there. Why, why do Christians not watch pornography? Eh? Haven't you thought about it before? That ah, They say we are watching. And sometimes even married couples feel that ah, they should watch so that they can have some styles. Why do we speak in tongues? Hmm? These are all questions. Why did Jesus have to die? Why did he have to shed his blood? Yeah. It's like, ah, we could have poisoned him and then he would have died. Why, but why did he have to shed blood? There's an answer. Yeah. The Bible said, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. Every question has an answer. But you see, when you become born again and you are growing up, you don't know all these things. So in such meetings, they come up. Because when we come, just a short time, the preaching is over. We don't have enough time to address every question in your life. But you will find out that in such meetings, such questions will be addressed. You will be able to ask. You know, the other day I was thinking about this thing. It was a problem. So what do you think? So, oh, this one is not a problem. We have an answer. We have an answer. Oh, why do we even have to pay some money when we want to use the, uh, the hall in the church for our wedding? It's a question. And there's an answer. Yeah. Everything is there's an answer to it. If you ask, you will have an answer. So that is the way you also become developed in the church. And the avenue is the, the little groups that we have given to you in the church. So as you come, you see that all your questions will be answered and you become a very fine Christian in the church. The people who are not in anything don't have anybody to talk to. So they have a lot of questions. And before you realize, you are not committed in the church. And then you leave and go. Ask the next person, are you committed to something in the church? Or you are just... uh, Because you have been wondering why you can't kiss your beloved, isn't it? It's a good question. Why cannot? Because Paul said to one another with a holy kiss. So I just want to give my beloved a holy kiss. Hey... Hmm. A holy kiss. <laughs> Listen, we have to finish. Number three. You have to join and be committed to a ministry in the church so that you will not be scattered. Matthew chapter 6 verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, wow, he was moved with compassion on because they fainted and were scattered as sheep having no shepherd. Now, I can imagine how the church would have been like if we didn't have any ministry in the church. Bishop Oko, it would be terrible. When people come, they just all over the place. There's no gathering. I mean, last Sunday, was it last Sunday? I saw some people had gathered. People, I said, wow, it's beautiful. You see, there's always a shepherd who will gather people around. So we're having a meeting. We're doing this. We're doing it. And it's beautiful. But if we don't have anything like that, people will be scattered all over the place. Even with the zonal uh, groups, bustles that we have, we have organized ourselves in the areas where we live. I remember the first time we started this bustle thing. Some people met at a Zona meeting or a Basel meeting, and he said, wow, you also live in this area. I said, oh, yeah. And we always go to church, but we never knew that we were all in the same area. You see, but the Basel meeting brought us all together, and then we knew each other, the people we, who were in the same area. So joining a ministry helps to gather 
Joining a bus helps to bring us together. Joining a group in the church helps to bring us together so that you don't scatter. Tell somebody, scatter. Ask them, do you know what scatter is? What did they say? Yeah, scatter. Your whole life is a mess. It doesn't make sense at all. So that's why we need to value the shepherds that we have. Yeah, because it is because of a shepherd, that's why people will gather. Without a shepherd, people will, not, people will scatter all over the place. And we need more shepherds. We need more people to be shepherds. Don't, don't despise people who are shepherds. Without them, the sheep will scatter. There will be confusion all over the place. So Jesus said, we need more laborers. We need more people. More of you should rise up and be committed and do something in the church. Oh, may you be a part of something in the church in the name of Jesus. Number four, why you must be, you must join and committed to a ministry so that you will not be aimless and useless <laughs> or fruitless. Say Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. In the New Living Translation, he says that when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. The Message Bible says, when he looked out over the crowds, his heart broke. It had, his heart broke. So confused and aimless they were like sheep with no shepherd. Yeah. You become aimless. It's like anything goes. There's no direction to your life. But as soon as you join a group, we, we, we have a direction. We are doing this. You find the choir. They, they, they are singing. They have an aim. This is what we are doing. We come to church every Sunday to be a blessing to the people. The different groups, the FCBPI, their fellowship of Christian businessmen and professionals, they are all doing something. They are reaching out to business people, professionals in, in different areas so they can also be a part of church. Everybody is doing something. Prayer ministry is praying for the church. Every day they are praying for the church. You become, you have an aim. Otherwise you'll be useless, aimless. You'll be there. And a lot of people end up sitting at home watching TV. Yeah. The whole week, TV, you watch. I mean, there are some people they can watch TV. Every program they watch. Yeah. When we were in school, there were some people who used to call them shade to shade. Shade to shade. These days, I think they run 24 hours so they don't go off. Or they go off. Some go off. But in those days, you watch TV from 6 p.m. To I think 11 or 12 midnight. Then it's over. So they come and sit down. They go to the JCR. Instead of learning all. They don't have anything to do. They go and sit down. 5.30. TV has not started. They switch it on. So you see that the screen is shh. So they'll be sitting down. The shh. Then the thing will start. Ooh. <laughs> the colored lines. Oh, they'll be watching all that. Aimless. Useless. Ah. They will be watching, then they will start something, something, uh, program lineup. They used to have something called Coleco, Coleco in, so we play Coleco something. Then they will do Coleco. They watch all, then they will do adult education, Dagbani. Meanwhile, you don't understand Dagbani. They'll be just watching again. Everything. They will watch to the end. They will do Yenara, Sassini. They watch then we'll get up and go. So we used to call them she to she because aimless. And there are people in church like that. Nothing doing, aimless, just around. She to she type of Christian. Are you a she to she person or you are? Half of the invested life just wasted. Because six credit hours is a lot of time. She to she. It's a course that you are doing in the church, a she to she course. 
I tell you. So you need somebody to die. say, hey, get up. What are you sitting there watching TV? You have watched uh, these Indians who speak Chi. And they are just talking. Okay, don't. Media, media, no. You have joined every platform in the world. You are on this platform. And you are a major contributor. And then you drop something. And some people too, they are used to, any time you put them on a platform, they will have to post something. Post this. Post master. Post, post him, post him. Always. It's like you don't do anything. Join something in the church. You see that you don't even have time to join all these type of platform. And oh, sometimes you see my old students, they'll be calling me. We have to go for something. I say, you know what? I don't think that they are doing something called happy hour. There's that a Kakra meeting, something. I said, listen, you guys are not aimless. Oh. I'm very busy. I have a lot of things I'm doing. I don't have time. Happy hour. Aponchi Kakra. <laughs> I'm so busy. I'm, I don't have time. You see, any serious Christian is always a part of a small group. Oh, yeah. Anybody, if you ask, all these people here, Bishop Oko, Bishop Oko Mensa, they, they have been part of, they was, Bishop Oko Botenuku was in a group called Gospel Explosion. You were also in Gospel Explosion. Yes. ICF, Interhorns Christian Fellow. And anybody you see who is somebody, Bishop Dark was in Calvary Road. Bishop Saki was SU, he was the SU, uh, I think, Vice President on Legon Campus. Everybody doing something. So before you can become this type of person, you must have been a part of something. Yeah. Even when you read Acts chapter 6, when the Bible talks about the fact that Peter said, listen, we can't give ourselves to these things. And some people who can do it, they needed ashes. And they chose Philip and Co. Acts chapter 6, I think verse 6 or so. They chose all these guys who came and they prayed for them. They laid their hands on, and they were ushering in the church. They were ashes. But when you read further, verse 7, the Bible says, number of people increase, number of disciples multiply, the priests were obedient. Verse 8, look at it. And still in full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Stephen didn't just get up and started doing miracles. And No, he was an usher. He was ushering in the church. He was helping to usher people. He was taking offering in the church. He was doing the offering. Before he became. Later we read about, in Acts chapter 8, we read about Philip also, who was part of the ashes. He went to Samaria. He did great wonders and things over there. It doesn't just happen. Number five. I don't know, my time is finished. It is a sign that you are becoming matured when you join a ministry in the church. It's a sign. Oh yeah. It's a sign. In Ephesians chapter 4, the Bible says that, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Why? Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto what? A perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14, it says that, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in way to deceive. There are people who are waiting to deceive you and all that. When you are not stable, you see, a sign that you are committed is that you are not tossed to and fro. When you see somebody who is not committed even to a relationship, you see, he's with this sister, he's with this sister, he's with this sister, he cannot make up his mind which sister he wants to be with. Straight away, this is not a committed person. 
But somebody who is committed stays with one person. And staying with one person doesn't mean that all the beautiful ladies are finished. No. But it's a decision that, listen, this nonsense must stop. Enough is enough. I need to be committed to one place and stay with this person. And that's it. But you find people moving all over the place, tossed to and fro. And the Bible says that we be no more, henceforth, no more children. A sign that you are a child is when you move to and fro. Today you are here. Some people, they join a group, say, me, this group, I don't like the way they, then you move to another group. Me, I'm September born, but the way the September born is, I don't like it. I want to be June born. And I use that. Such a person. Tell somebody, select one and stay with it. Oh, wow. Number six. So that you can fulfill the great commission. Let me just end with it because our time is up. So that you can fulfill the great commission. Yeah. You all know the great commission. Matthew chapter 28 verse 18. It says that, and Jesus came and spoke to them, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He said what? Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. He said, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. It's command. It's a commission to Christians. Now, the, the question is that, how can you easily do something like this? It is not so easy. You can only do this when you are part of a ministry. Once you join a group in the church, there will definitely come a time when the group will be going for outreach. And you will come along. And I realize that even a lot of things, you can only learn them when they are going for such group meetings. I learned how to do Don Brockers because I used to be with a group called Campus Evangelism. And we were doing dumb broadcasts. Yeah, we would go from hall to hall on the campus and go and stand and clap our hands and then start preaching. Yeah. And I knew that a lot of people knew me. So when I stand there like that, it was not easy. But I had to learn. He said, one day I was just going, we're going every day we go, every day we go. Then one day they said, ah, Brother Fabian, today you are the one. <laughs> I said, Me, he said, Yeah, you. And I, I stood there and I did it. That's how you can do it. That's how you can do it. Yeah. And that's how one was even able to stand in a bus and preach. And preach in buses. It, it was not something that, I mean, it's not me. No. But I learned it because I was part of a group that was doing it. That was a, a group that was doing the Great Commission. Going out there. Winning souls every day. I learned how to do it. Even to be able to teach people to follow them up. Because the Great Commission is, is a whole process. It's not just going to witness. And there are a lot of people you don't know how to witness. When you go, oh, I'm inviting you to my church. There is more to the Great Commission than just inviting people to your church. You don't even know what to say. But I remember I learned something called the four spiritual laws. Four spiritual laws. That all I've seen... And come short of the glory of God. Number two, the wages of sin is death. Gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Number three, as many as believe him, he gives power to become the sons of God. This, he, he died for us and then anybody who believes him, you'll be, be saved. I learned it. So then you know what to say. You don't even need to carry a Bible because one of the things we learned was that when you carry a Bible, the people think you are a Jehovah Witness. You have come. They had a name for them. Do you know those names? So when you are coming, some of you, if you can't carry your Bible, you, you, know, you have to learn how to memorize the verses. Though you don't need a Bible, when you arrive, no, you start talking. I learned something called establishing a rapport, knowing how to start a conversation and talk and start 
You don't necessarily have to go straight. Eh, you have to be born again. No, there's a way to start talking to the person. The person warms up in the conversation. Then you begin to bring the thing in. But you know that God has done this, that, and then you start. Then you start talking to the person, then blah, 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 blah. Yeah. When Jesus met with the woman at the well, he didn't just tell the woman, you are this, you are that. He just said, give me water. And that started, that's establishing a rapport. That's how it starts. And then you move on from there. Gradually. Gradually. Then you see that before the person realizes, she's rather become an evangelist. She's winning the whole city of Samaria to Christ. Yeah. But we learned all these things. I learned how to do Holy Ghost baptism. I learned how to do water baptism. Because he said, baptizing them. How are we going to do? We have to learn how to do all these things. Otherwise, you cannot. Come in for New Believers School. You learn everything. You go. Yeah. I hope the New Believers School, there's a path where people go for outreach. Yeah, because we, when we were growing up, there was a path for outreach. There was a path... Holy Ghost baptism, all these things. They have to learn it. You will never learn these things on your own. It will not just happen that you are there, then you have a group of people. Take them. It doesn't happen. Even some of the experiences you encounter when you go on outreach, it, it's not something that will just. You have to be there where you go and witness, then they pour water on you. Yeah, looking at me, he says, eh. I tell you, you haven't seen anything. Hey, I remember one day I went to do outreach somewhere. I was talking to a lady. I think, I don't know, the mother, the guy, the mother or something. Oh, we were sitting there. The mother came to put coal pot there. Put there. Charcoal. I was just wondering, this woman, what is she trying to do? What is she trying to do? I saw she had brought kerosene. She was pouring the kerosene. Then she started. Then she started fanning. Hey, the smoke. I was witnessing to the boy. The smoke. I said, that no. This woman has intentionally decided to smoke me. <laughs> out of the house just because I'm witnessing hey no, you will not experience these things if you are not part of a group in the church but as soon as you join a group in the church as soon as you join a ministry in the church you see that you are exposed to a whole lot of things things you didn't know before you never did before all of a sudden you are doing them you become a great person oh I see you joining a ministry may you join a group may you be committed strongly to the group and decide that I'm in this group. I'm going to serve in the church. And I believe that as we do, God is going to bless us and help us. Stand to your feet and let's close. Our time is up. Wow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lift up your hands and just talk to God. Pray to the Lord this morning. Maybe you are here, you are not in any group. Pray that God will even direct you to a group to join in the church. That you will be committed in the church. You have been coming, but you are just a regular visitor. But you want to be a correct member. Pray to God. Pray that the Lord will touch your heart. Pray that you will be committed. Pray that you will be committed. Pray that you will be committed. Even if you are in a group, that you will be committed to the group. Because a lot of people are in groups just by name. But are you committed? Do you go for rehearsals? Do you go for meetings? Are you there? Are you a committed member in the church? Pray, Lord, I want to be committed. Let me be committed with my whole heart, with my whole being. Oh, yes, everything. Have a mind that without God, I can do nothing. Oh, Jesus. Help your church, Lord. May we be committed Christians, O God. May we be committed Christians, O God. We bless you, Father. We give you all the glory in the name of Jesus. With every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you to church. You are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to be committed to the Lord. I want to serve God all the days of my life. Every head bowed, all eyes closed. You want to surrender your life to Jesus wherever you are. Just lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Today is a good day to give your heart to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. If you want to surrender your life to Jesus, you want to be born again, let it go up above your head. God bless you. God bless you. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. At the back, God bless you. God bless you. God. If you have lifted up your hand, please do one more thing for me. Please move out of your seat and come to me in front here. Come, let's pray. Come on to Jesus. Clap for them as they come. Come to Jesus. 
Give him your heart today. Come. Wherever you are. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody coming? Yes, come quickly. Come all the way. Let him have his way. My brother, just lift up your two hands. We're going to pray. And let's join him as we pray. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. From today, I will serve you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Wonderful. God bless you. What's your name? Gideon. Wow. May you be a fighter for the Lord. God bless you. See a brother waving his hand? Please go with him. Go with him. Let me just find out. Is there anybody... You have been coming, but you are not really committed. You want to be committed. You want to be really committed in the church. Let me see by wave of your hand. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, please come to me. Come. You really want to be committed in the church. You are not committed to anything. You want to be committed. Come. Come. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe you have been coming, but you are not really a proper member come god bless you come come god bless you god bless you god bless you wow wow oh beautiful 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 yeah all the things we have talked about you're going to receive it god is going to give you more grace in the name of jesus god bless you god bless you god bless you oh this is beautiful this is beautiful Maybe Prof. Yes. Please. Have you seen a pastor waving his hand there? He's going to talk to you and help you to register and be a proper member of the church. Okay. God bless you. Please follow him this way. Amen. We trust that you have been blessed, refreshed, and encouraged by the preaching of God's word. For further inquiries, call plus 233-307-010-444. Eddie Fabin is also on Facebook and Instagram. God bless you.